welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where we talk about our current books. And today we're talking about Pretty Little Wife yep. by Darby Kane. And I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And we're your host. And we're so glad to be back. Welcome back. After a week. And we're in person. Yes, finally. <laughs> this is the first time Lacey and I have laid eyes on each other in, like in a, a month. month. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then we, yes, we do. (laughs) And we went and picked out on some of our favorite. It's called Mexican food, but it's not Mexican. It's not Mexican food. um, It's like fast food Mexican food. (laughs) It's like a nostalgia thing from our childhood. Yeah. And we just kept talking about it, and then we were like, "Hey, why don't we do it?" So we went and got it to go, um, and brought it back, and I ate it with Lacey's parents, Mm -hmm. and it was everything I remembered. So delicious, so full. Yeah, I'm so full. I'm, like, ready to go to sleep. Yeah. And we didn't even have dessert yet. There's yeah. soap of pias in there waiting on us. Uh, yes, with butter and honey. Uh, the cheese did taste, the queso did taste a little different tonight. I just think it was a, it's a money-saving thing. It could be. And it mm-hmm. it seems like, I remember it having, like, stuff in it. You know, like, peppers. Yeah. And yeah that's it didn't why, have anything that's in That's why it. I think it was a money-saving thing, because the hot sauce was the same way. It was, like, watered down. It wasn't thick hot sauce. I also wonder, though, if they gave us two different kinds. Because when she showed us the little one, yeah. it looked like it didn't have anything in it. But when she showed us the big one, it looked like it had stuff in it. That's like weird. the peppers and stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's just because they couldn't fit in the small one. Maybe we'll know. go investigate on our in-between yeah. episodes and get another plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good, though. Anyways, so um, what is your second sweet? So let's start with the suck. Get the suck out of the way. <laughs> Supposed to be raining all week. That sucks. And like high of fifty seven ish. Cold and rainy. Not that cold, but it sucks because like I have to take my well I say I. Steve has to take our dogs out. <laughs> I take them out too. But you have to like walk them in that and then yeah. like sometimes Jackson's like, Hell no, I'm not going out there. Mm-hmm. You still have to kick him out. And then yep. you have to draw them off and then you have in. to draw them off. Yep. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, and then everything's just gloomy and you feel gloomy inside. That's why it's my suck. Because I know it's going to be a gloomy week. And a sleepy week. Because I always feel really sleepy yeah, when it rains too. a lot. Me too. Well, my suck for the week. I didn't really think of one. Um, I suck. Well, since school's starting, I'm worried I'm not going to have as much time to read, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, that does kind of suck. I'm going to try to read two books before classes start Wednesday. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) One of them being my best friend's exorcism. Okay, maybe you can do it. We'll see if I can get it in. Yeah. Oh, we'll see how that goes. What's your sweet for the week? My sweet is bad food. We had presents. Yes, we find person. We hadn't seen each other in months, so we no. oh, we yeah. still had our Christmas presents, and we opened them, and they were fantastic. Um, I got a Harry Potter purse backpack, mm-hmm. and a rose sign, and some British candies, and I got I got a beautiful makeup and jewelry display case, and I got a picture of. The first ten of our books. <laughs> Linus Luster. <laughs> Linus Luster. So I found this artist and I commissioned her and she made, she basically painted this book stack 
and um, digitally, not like I don't think that's paint. I think it's all digital. No, I she think did that's it digital. With. Yeah. And so she she did like all the books that we've done on our podcast, but I had like a limit to I could only do ten, and we had had eleven books at that point, so I had to cut one. But I mean, it was super easy to cut yeah, most because easy. we did not like that. No. Book. Um, but yeah, I'll post a picture of it online. And it, it's so cute. It's so cute. I've been waiting. I've been dying to post it because I know people are going to love it. But I'm like, <laughs> I didn't want, I knew you didn't would see it. Didn't want me to see it, yeah. And I even made a post on my personal page because I bought a lot of Christmas gifts through like artists and mm-hmm. stuff. And I didn't get to post that one. And it's a shame because she did a really good job. Yeah. I think I'm well, going to get one for then. myself. Yeah, no, I can post it. I know. I think I kind of want another one. She'll do, like, any... I'll send you her Etsy info. She'll do, like, you just pick the titles. And then she'll even do, like, glasses sitting on the top if you want, gla- like, eyeglasses on the top. Yeah. But I didn't do. No. And I actually had to add some books because I think she only did, like, six or eight or something. And then you can, like, get additional ones. Mm-hmm. But ten was the most. Right. That you can do, so... Because it is pretty, it fills the frame pretty well. Yes, I think it fills it. Maybe if you did a bigger one, you could do more books. But um, my sweet for the week. Well, my skates finally shipped. Well, I got a shipping notification. Yeah. But we they, haven't actually gotten them they yet. They literally, mine have not moved. They've just been sitting there for like four to, so basically they've printed the label and it's sitting there. And I'm like, ship my skates. I want to be out there skating too, but you know, COVID. Yeah, no more patience. Oh, I know what my sweet is. Oh my god, listen to this bullshit. <laughs> so there it is. There we go. Yeah, I <laughs> ordered. A, I placed an order on Cyber Monday at Kohl's.com. I don't ever shop at Kohl's ever. Mm-hmm. I don't. I hate going in there. It gives me anxiety because it always looks like a bomb has gone off. There's always a kid crying. There's always it's a like line. Ross. There's always a line. Yeah. I don't shop at Ross for the same reasons. But they were having some pretty good deals on Cyber Monday. And there was a few things for few for a few different people that I could get. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I should do that. So Coles being the piece of shit that it is, they ship your shit separately. So like I placed one big order, but it came in like four or five different shipments. So I got everything else except this one, which had my baby Yoda pajamas Um, that I bought for myself. The one thing you bought for yourself. The one thing I bought for myself, a shirt for Steve. And it wasn't even a Christmas present. It was like just a shirt because he needed clothes. And then like, it was like a a thermal shirt that we were going to take on our trip (laughs) and a sweater for me that I was going to take on our trip. Okay. This stuff. So I bought it Cyber Monday. Mind you, that's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They waited two weeks to ship it, but no big deal because I bought my shit way in advance. So that was like mid-November. We're still good. Well, that's right around the time freaking USPS couldn't deal with their shit. Oh. And it came like, um, I think it was just straight USPS because, you know, sometimes it'll be UPS yeah. and then they'll drop it off. This that's one, USP, I think yeah. it was just USPS from the get-go. So it like... Get stuck in the hub. Because, you know, things were stuck in the hub for, like, two weeks. Yeah. So, it, there were times where it just did not track for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. I got that fucking package today. <laughs> it finally came. <laughs> this was after I called a week and a half to go and cussed Coles out. Yeah. And he's like, well, it says it's going to be there Friday. I'm like, dude, it's been saying. It went 
it, it came from like Indiana. It went to like every city in Texas. It went to Houston. It went to Austin. It went to Dallas. It went to Rusk. I don't even know where the fuck Rusk is. No. In Texas. Then from it goes back to Dallas. Then it goes to Grapevine. From Grapevine, Texas, it goes to Salt Lake City, Utah. It was in Utah for like two weeks. What's going on? Then I had been checking it every day this week because it had not changed, had not changed. And I was like, I'm about to call Coles and cuss them out again. And, of course, the baby Yoda. That's the main thing I wanted. They were sold out. You couldn't even buy them anymore. No. Yeah, of course. Naturally. So I'm like, wow. I really missed out on my baby Yoda pajamas. So I just happened to look at the tracking today. It says Alfred delivery. And I'm like, bitch, it ain't coming. I'll believe it when I see it. So we go check them out. And, and lo and behold, is. guess who's baby Yoda pajamas showed up. <laughs> so I'm glad they showed up. But Coles, um, I need my shit faster than two months, okay? It's just like when Bath and Body Works did the two shower gels separate from mine. and It never came until I said something and then finally, mysteriously, they show up. and They need to have an option to where they'll ship all your stuff together because it's stupid to send me one soap I, in yeah, one box I by itself. I had, yeah, I had a huge shipment and you put two soaps by uh-huh. themselves somewhere else. But it comes from the same place when you look at the tracking. Yes. Yeah, I know. And then, like, remember I showed you that picture where that soap head was sticking out yes, through the box? through the How box. How does that even happen? How does a soap head cut through the cardboard? What were they doing to this box? <sighs> Everything. Yeah. Same shit with my Bath and Body Works that finally showed up. And it was, we, I bought it when we were in Oklahoma. Yeah. Remember, because I came and told mm-hmm. you, hey, there's a sale. Yeah. And I had just ordered. I was like, no. And it took, like, three weeks to get it. So that's my sweet, I have baby Yoda pajamas. You're going to put them on as soon as you get home, aren't you? I'm going to wash them first. <laughs> but yes, I'm going to be wearing them. <laughs> um, so, have you watched anything? Have you watched Bridgerton yet? I haven't watched Bridgerton. I see. I finished Cobra Kai instead. Why? Because I love Cobra Kai. <laughs> Everyone talks about how good this show is, but I do oh, not think it's something so that I like. Oh, it's so good. But I liked, I, liked, uh, I liked all the movies as kids. I mean, I've seen the movies, but I don't really care about it. There was three. <laughs> That I How are you going to watch Cobra Kai over Bridgerton? Because it's Cobra Kai. Have you seen <laughs> the men that are in Bridgerton? Have you seen kid, kids kicking each other's asses? Lacey, the Duke <laughs> of Hastings shows his butt cheeks, okay? And he is fine. I'll watch it. He's going to be I'll the next it. James Bond, apparently. Ooh, is he? I'll watch it. I'm actually not happy about that because before it was him, they were saying it was going to be Henry Cavill, which I love Henry Cavill. Yeah. So I was really pulling for him. But I'm fine with the Duke, too. He's good. I mean, he's hot. That's all I care about. I need to watch it. I'll watch it. Um, yeah. By the time we record again, you better have freaking watched well, this show. Cobra Kai's out of the way, so now i got room for What's so great about Cobra Kai? <laughs> what is Cobra so great Kai. about it's this Karate. show? Hey, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> it, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but they still have Miyagi Doe going. What's that? <laughs> and they've still got Johnny. And they still Isn't got... he like a car salesman? No, that's um, Daniel. It's Daniel LaRusso. That's the actual karate kid. He was the one that trained under Miyagi. Okay. Johnny was the bad boy. Yeah, why is the show about the blonde dude? No one gives a It's about both of them. They're both in it. So what's the show about? It's about both of them. But like, what's it about? Like, like they still have their rivalry going. Like, what's going. the plot? They still have their little rivalry going, but they all, they each have their own little karate dojo. So all their little kids So are they're now... grown men. Yeah. Still, worried about shit that happened fe- 40 years still ago. Still feuding, but now the oh kids are feuding, God. too. Okay. And then, like, the old... Well, I don't want to tell the whole plot, because that's part of the new season, too. Gotcha. But 
I know the, Elizabeth Shue comes back. Yeah. I saw her do an interview yeah. about it. Johnny's old sensei comes back, and he ends up taking over Johnny's dojo, and Johnny's now pushed out, and it's a whole big mess. There's it's some drama it's on good. this There's show. There's a whole lot of drama. Yeah. I'm still not going to freaking watch it. I like karate. <laughs> Is there a lot of karate? A lot of karate. Isn't it taekwondo? Or I guess not, because he's the karate kid and not the taekwondo. Yeah. <laughs> But it's 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 not even it's Miyagi Do is what they're doing, which is Miyagi's own karate. So didn't thing. they do a Karate Kid with like uh, Jaden Smith? Is he gonna be in it? He was he was a yeah he was a redone Karate Kid. Is he gonna be in the show? No, Jaden's too big for that, huh? <laughs> Jaden ain't done shit. I think he's Karate Kid, <laughs> except the red. That's because he doesn't want to do anything. Hey, if your dad's Will Smith and your mom's Jada Smith, I yeah, wouldn't do anything. You don't have to do anything, do anything, please. Um, yeah, so I took Taekwondo as a kid. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, I had my first like fight. I don't know, like match. Yeah. And you're supposed to be like matched with like people in your level, mm-hmm. and so I was a white belt with a yellow stripe, meaning that means like you're about to go to the next belt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still a white belt with yellow stripes because yellow's second. And they had me fight this orange belt. And orange, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like white, yellow, green, and then orange. So he was like three, two and a half belts in front I'd be like, um, ahead of me. me. Not only that, he was this chubby dude. So he's got weight on me. I was yeah. taller than him, but he was chubbier than I was. So they got me fighting this dude, and I look at my mom, and I'm like, this kid's an orange belt. I don't remember. I was a kid. I don't yeah. remember how old I was. She's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, like, in Taekwondo, there's, like, points. So, like, the side of the head. I don't remember the exact point system. So, like, the head. And, of course, we're wearing, like, helmets, and we're wearing, like, gloves. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this was one point on your side of your head. I think the growing was, like, another point. The arms or something else. Um, And those are the only places you're supposed to hit are the point spots. So, he, I kicked him in the growing, but I kept kicking him, and I kicked him in the nuts, and he got pissed and punched me in the face. Oh, You're not supposed to do no. that. I got a bloody nose, and oh, he didn't no. get in trouble. I lost by one point. A dude three belts above me, I lost by only one point. So then I just oh, kept no. kicking him in the nuts and kept racking up the yeah. Man, when he punched me in the nose, I told my mom, I said, I quit. I'm not doing Taekwondo anymore. <laughs> she was like, Cameron, this is like your first. I'm like, I'm not doing this shit, mom. That's I probably why my, my nose, nose broken. It's yeah. probably why it's crooked right now. <laughs> so then the next time we had, because I think we had class like once a week. And my mom's like, no, you really need to go. You really need to go. I'm like, yeah, I'll go and tell them that I'm quitting. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I didn't even wear my little outfit. I wore regular clothes. And they're like, okay, go ahead and stretch. And I'm like, I'm not stretching. I'm quitting. Then they presented me with my yellow belt. And my mom thought it would change my mind. And I'm like, here's my yellow belt, mom, but I'm still quitting. <laughs> and she was like, you don't want to keep doing it? And I was like, nope. I hope you didn't already pay for the month because I'm not coming. <laughs> so I never did Taekwondo ever again. <laughs> Fuck that orange belt. Fat kid. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> one more kick to the groin and you like, would won. I'm sure he was wearing a cup. Well. Why is he being a little bitch? Maybe, maybe not. God. So <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, let's talk about this book. So. Yes. This was a thriller. Um, this was like a whodunit pick. thriller. Yeah. yeah, And it's the books right off the bat. It starts off with Lila killing her husband. Yeah, you know she does it. She you tells know you she that does she does it. Um, it t- like you, it, 
throughout the book, it tells you how she did it, but you find out that she, like, rigged this carbon monoxide to, like, come through their air vents into his room to kill him. Because she, the book, the first page of the book, she finds these videos that he's made with students, like underage girls, and she is not okay with that. And so she kills him, and that's the start of the book. Quick synopsis. Yeah, go for it. Student vanished months ago. Now Lala's husband Aaron is missing. Um, okay, that's the thing. Because after she goes and hides, that's the twist. After she hides the body, yeah, uh, it disappears. And she's like, it's gone. is he not dead? Yeah. So that's what the book's about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cases are treated as horrible coincidences until it's discovered that the student is really the third of three unexplained disappearances over the last few years. Police are desperate to find connections, even if there is none. Um, small town is an uproar. Everybody is worried about the whereabouts of the beloved high school teacher, everyone except Lila, which is more confused because she was the last person to see her husband's body and now it's gone. <laughs> so she's like, I'm pretty sure I killed him. Yeah. She's like, I checked his pulse. So she kills him, moves his body and car to the school and comes back home and then it just vanishes. So she goes back home and acts like, because he would leave before she was even awake for yep. work. And so she just, she goes home to wait, basically. And so the principal calls her, and she's like, okay, this is it. He's about to tell me, you know, they found him. And he's like, hey, Aaron didn't show up for work today. And she's like, excuse me? And? And he's like, and what? He's not here. He never misses. And she's like, well, I know that he left. She's like, so he must be there. Because she knows that she left his body yeah. there. And the principal's like, no, I'm telling you, he's not here. So she's like, Okay. <laughs> She, like, doesn't know what to do because she's, like, just go look in. But she doesn't want to say go look in the parking lot because yeah. she knows that's where she left it. So she, like, goes up to the school and she's, like, well, I'll come. I'll come look. You know, something. Let me try it. Have you tried calling him? And he's, like, yeah, I tried calling him. I tried all this. He's not responding. This is so unlike him. He never, even when he's sick, we have to he send him at home. Yeah. So she goes up there to, at the school and, like, walking around. And she's, like, trying to lead him to the parking lot. And that's when she realizes Aaron's car's not there. Yeah, she left there the with evidence his body in it. That she planted on his body so they found out about these yes. high school girls. And so she's not there. She made it she was she made it look like he killed himself because she like covered up the tailpipe to die from like carbon monoxide yeah. poisoning. And that's what she had put in the vent. So she was like, Okay, foolproof. So but he's not there. And she's like, I can honestly say I have no idea where he is. Yeah. That's <laughs> every time this investigator asked her that <laughs> where's Aaron? What has happened to Aaron? All she ever says is, I don't know where Aaron I is. I honestly don't know. Because it's the only <laughs> truth that she can completely tell because she doesn't know where Aaron's at now because his body has been moved. And then like at first the investigators, I'm sure this is pretty standard, but they don't want to, tr they're like, he probably just left. He probably went somewhere, got mad, you know, whatever. Do people leave all the time for, so they don't really think something's happened to him. Yeah. But then after several days, they're like, okay, something's okay. Did you murder to him. him. Yeah. yeah. And then they start like looking into stuff and there's a lot, a lot of weird things that happen. So we'll kind of go into our questions yeah. and then this was a weird one that goes all over the place. So what was your favorite part of the book? And these are questions from Oprah's book club and are oh, mixed in. Favorite part of the book. So I, I liked the fact that we know who did it right at the beginning of the book. And I liked unraveling 
how it was done, why it was done, when it was done, and all these additional details that we just ran into. Yeah, um, I, I get, I, let me just say that I did enjoy this book. I gave it four stars on Goodreads. Heard of. So I, <laughs> I do give things four stars. I give lots of things four stars. I enjoyed it. Um, I've also decided to start rounding up on Goodreads, so I would probably give this like a three point seven five. Yeah, but um, and overall, I enjoyed it. There were a lot of things that I'm like, why, why are you, why are we doing this loop de loop? Like it was mm-hmm. too much. I too could get much. that. I could get that. Um, and so my favorite part. What's my favorite part? I guess my favorite part is that it is a procedural. So it is showing the investigators mm-hmm. what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, it's like, I like true crime. So this was really, you know, up our alley, up my alley yeah. because I enjoyed, I knew things to look for. And, but you know, the writer's not writing it. The writer's writing it a, a certain way yeah. to get you. Drawn in. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a true crime show or podcast where I can go look stuff up. Funnily enough, there is a true crime podcast in the there book. There is? Though. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the next question. <laughs> what was your least favorite part of the book? I mean, there were things included that probably shouldn't have been included. Like, maybe the... The time hops didn't bother me, but once you put in the time hops with the investigators' time yeah. hops, it got a little much. Because you're doing real time with the investigator, and then you're doing real time with Lila, because she's like, yo, where, where the fuck is And then body? you're going back three months and with then, Lila. Yes, and it's not like, it's always a different time. It could be two weeks ago, it could be six months ago, mm-hmm. it could be her childhood, because you find out that her dad's in prison because he raped and murdered her childhood best friend. So she's got a thing with child molesters. And then so when she finds out what her husband's done, she's like, I'm not leaving this up to a jury. I'm just going to kill him because this is disgusting. And he was was abusing her, gaslighting her, making her life miserable. He was basically shunning her from her profession and all of her friends. Yes, because she is a lawyer. Yeah. Was a lawyer. And they've moved to New York and now she's a real estate agent. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me? You went to all this school to be a real estate agent? Yeah, no. Bitch, just take the bar for New York, okay? Yeah. So Miley's favorite part of the book is the podcast. Really? Because in the book, there's a true crime podcast that Lila is listening. That's how you say her name, right? Yeah, I say Lila. That she's listening to, and it's covering the disappearance of the girls, because... And eventually Aaron, too. One, like, three of the girls, one of them's pretty recent, but the other two are kind of, like, several months back, and the podcaster's like, hey, I think this might be connected... It's possible that they're connected because they all look alike. They're all from the same area, mm-hmm. same age, that kind of stuff. But to me, the podcast is not in here enough, and it really brings nothing to the story. That's true. I'm like, okay, maybe the author's just like a true crime podcast fan and wanted to include it, like an Easter egg. I don't know. To me, it was a waste. I think it was I, – I mean, I think it could have done better. I think maybe it was kind of a way to – Point the finger at somebody else or other theories without, like, Lila or the detectives being the ones to say the theories, you know? Yeah. And I guess to kind of bring in that the three girls missing is a sensation. Yeah. You know, it's it's very well known that these cases are ongoing. Right. 
there's a leak within the police yeah. because the podcasters finding out stuff that the police have never released. So mm-hmm. it's like, how are they getting this information? I don't know. That was my least favorite part of the book. I just didn't. I, I didn't feel it. like it added anything. I could get it. They could easily say, talk about those missing girls without including yeah. the podcast. Yeah. It was a waste for me. So next question. Was it a fast or slow read and why? I I really do think it was fast. It's pretty fast paced. Yeah, it's um, fast. I was just turning, turning, turning. There was never a time where I was like, God, this is so boring. Me either. It was pretty, yeah. and it's like 400 pages, so yeah. it's a pretty good. I just kept turning. Size book, so. Um, a few, I have a, I have a review to read that was emailed to us, so we'll get, I'm Ooh. saving, yeah. It's, okay. I don't want to talk about it yet, because she talks about some things that. We haven't talked about it yet. Exactly. Yeah. But I agree with a lot of the things that she said. But I've also seen other people say that um, it just gets too convoluted. Like, which I mean, cases are probably really like that. But the yeah. fact, like, so many people come into it because his brother, his brother, like, she gives every, the author gives everyone a motive. Yep. And it gets a little confusing. And then you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going back and I forth, back that. and there forth. There was, like, a couple people that could have been left off. But yes. I do understand how it goes hand in hand to developing the story because yes. it had to talk about her affair and everything because that's how she figured yes. out you how to find out else. she's having an affair mm-hmm. with a professor at the school yeah and the whole time lila's like i think lila's a sociopath she has like no emotion she's Except very she had ptsd closed off um, he, well he's the one that actually said that she probably had ptsd and anxiety and something else so you find out she's having an affair which doesn't look good for her because that's motive and Aaron has a trust fund. Hello. More motive. Double motive for her. And then her boy, her, whatever you want to call him. What do you call a dude? It's not a mistress, but like, what would you call the dude? I don't know. I've always wondered that. A side dude. It's her side dude. Yeah. Okay, wait, let's Google it. What because is. There's got to be a word. There's a word for mistress. There's got to be okay. one for the other way around. What is the male. Someone's probably listening and they're like. They know it. They're screaming. They're listening. At yeah, they're screaming it at us. Oh my right god, now. you're gonna... <laughs> What is it? Do we know it? <laughs> so this is Google and it's it's Wikipedia. So the male equivalent is paramour. Huh. <laughs> For male mistress, the term mister can be used. Paramour is sometimes used, but the term can apply to either partner partner in an illicit relationship. So it's not exclusively male. Okay, next question. Mm-hmm. What do you call a male concubine? <laughs> this is on italki.com. It said, as you may see the word concubine in books, especially the Bible, but it rarely comes up in conversation in modern writing. Instead, we say mistress. Gigolo is the word you are looking for. Gigolo is a <laughs> prostitute, though. <laughs> That's a, I thought, too. What's a manstress? Noun. Manstress, a male equivalent of mistress. There we go. I like that one. Manstress. That is Wiccan. Wiccan. I don't even know how to say that. Wictonary.org. Manstress. We'll go with that. So I like Paramour better, <laughs> to be honest. Paramour is a little upscale. So her Paramour. Her Paramour. The professor. Her she manstress. finds out. <laughs> he teaches a class on freaking basically like. The, the psychology of of killers. Violent psychology of killers. And so he's writing a book on her. And she finds out 
through this investigation because they the police pick up on him quick and she's like uh, he they ask the brother-in-law and the brother-in-law storms into Lila's house and first of all the brother-in-law Jared and Lila got a weird relationship going on mm-hmm. they're very close and she even mentioned several times she like prefers his company to her husband like he married the wrong brother chick yeah. but Jared's like a playboy doesn't settle down whatever so he walks in because the police have asked him who Ryan is and he's like I have no idea who Ryan is so he goes to Lila, and he's like, who the fuck is Ryan? And she's like, a client. I sold him a house a year ago. But the police, so when they ask her, they're like, okay, well, then why were you texting him? Like, Or why were you seen having lunch with him a and few days ago? And all these calls to him. And so Ryan's like, well, because there was water damage in the house that she sold me, and she was working with the old owners. And they're like, okay, that's a pretty good story. But she's actually having an affair with him. Mm-hmm. And then... Later on, after they've searched Ryan's house, they find this, like, huge stack of papers where he's doing this book on her. He's basically just been studying her behavior. He's even dug up sealed court case records. Yes, because she changed her name. Because that was the first thing the police found. They're like, Lila Ridgefield did not exist six years ago. Like, who is this person? And so she comes out, and she's very honest. She's like, this is what happened in my childhood, so I changed my name. Those documents were supposed to be sealed. I don't even know how Ryan got them. So Ryan found her old name, found everything about her dad, because after her dad went to jail, her mom killed herself. So she's had, like, a horrible upbringing. And then to find out that her husband is, like, oh. And then she talks several, several, many times about she only married him for companionship. Yeah. It wasn't because she loved him or she lusted him. It was convenience and security. They understood yes. each other. They and he married her for space. the same reason. He didn't want to he, marry Well, she was his trophy wife. Too. Yes. Yes. Um, he was he's very, possessive. very controlling, very possessive. Um, people would say all over town that they're like, not nice people. She's not friendly. She's not friendly. He was. Because um, he was the hockey field coach and his teacher, true. and everybody thought he was a hero, and she was just a stone cold bitch, bitch that yeah. killed him. So they find out about Ryan, and um, they find Aaron's cell phone in Ryan's house. And Ryan's like, "Yo, I have no idea what is going on. I never met the dude. I just fucked his wife for a while, and I've been writing this book on it. But I don't, I don't got nothing to do with this." Nah. And so, um. Well, we'll just go into our next question then. So, which event, scene, or character has stuck with you the most? Probably Lila. Because even from the very beginning, like, the way she was answering some of these detectives' questions, I was like... Oh, yeah. Chick, really? She's got some layers. Um, Like, but she's, like, so blasé about everything. That's funny that you mentioned that, because I wrote this down... On page 30, I wrote, um, acting like a bitch to the detective is the yeah. absolute worst way That's to go. That's the worst thing you can do. The way she's, like, answering questions. Let me, I wrote down page 30. She so has, like, attitude. 30. She does have some attitude. And I'm like, yeah, that's how you get them off your back. Okay. So, this is a quote from the book, Pretty Little Wife. So, this is, Jenny is the investigator, and she says, may I call you Lila? Jenny asked. If this were a game, then Lila would play, too. May I call you Jenny? Sure, the older woman dropped the clipped response before launching into a new topic. Is there anyone you can think of that might want to hurt your husband? Yeah, her. Um, Let me go back. Down to the quotes. 
And then Lila says, he's a high school math teacher. Teachers have enemies. Lila refused to take the bait. I'm trying to understand what we're looking at here. Jenny's soothing voice, deep and calm, had a hypnotizing effect. There were no car accidents in the area this morning with the make of his car. No John Doe fitting his description at any local hospitals. Aren't you thorough? Um, bitch. That's her job. That's her, that's literally her job. And she didn't call to report him missing. She didn't show, like, any emotion. She was just, like, stone-faced. And I'm like, girl. Yeah, okay, here's a good example. Sorry, what I read before wasn't a good example. Jenny nodded. If Aaron doesn't show up by this time tomorrow, I'd like you to come by my office and, this is Lila, you can come to my house and ask whatever you want, now or later, doesn't matter to me. When Jenny didn't jump on the offer, Lila fell back on reason. Isn't that better? I'm inviting you in. You can walk through and look around. No need for probable cause or a warrant. Did I forget to mention I'm a lawyer? First of all, bitch, you were a lawyer. You yeah. didn't even take the bar You ain't a lawyer in New York. Okay, here's the other thing. Because the book also opens on her finding that phone and then him coming in and she's like, what is this? And he like starts choking her. Yeah. It starts getting into the abuse that she suffered from him. And the I'm like. gaslighting and um, everything else. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. She's a lawyer and you're telling me someone who went to law school let a high school math teacher treat her like this? No, honey. You're not going to let some high school math teacher well, treat you this you way. you can't say that though because he did gaslight her. They have, those sociopaths and narcissists have some, have some ways about them. I mean, he must have been really good looking to be acting like that. Or with surprise, you're in it before you know it. Girl, look at her neighbor. Yeah. Um. So is that senior character that stuck with me the most? Who's a hard one? There's lots. I know. Huh. It is really. I can't like. I don't know. It's hard to pick out one. Just one because there's so much. So much. We'll just go to the next question. What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? There was like two vocabulary words that I had to look up. What were they? One was. It was page 23. It's bucolic. I mean, nobody said that right. Bucolic, bucolic. It what is. I've got. I've got the definition. It's relating to the pleasant aspects of the countryside and country life. Oh. But they used it. Where is it? This part of New York, surrounded by the Finger Lakes and shoved right up against Cayuga Lake, defined bucolic. Hmm. Okay. And then the other one. Because <laughs> I didn't have my notes on me at that time. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes I take my notes on my phone, and then sometimes I take them in like my spiral, and then I forget what I've been doing. I don't remember which page this is, but I hate when I can't highlight it on my phone too. She's looking it up. Yeah. Sorry, it got super quiet, and then I, like, zoned out for a minute. Um, Hold on. I'm going to pause. That's not... Elevator music. 
And we're back. She didn't find it. I can't find the second <laughs> word, but I know there was a second word, but there was a, there was only like two. Okay. There wasn't any like standout quotes to me. So I found this review on Goodreads that I'm going to insert right here at this question about the the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I enjoyed the writing. I thought it flowed well. It, it is a fast page turner. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it was like horrible writing or anything. So I don't agree with this review. But let me read it to you. Okay. And then you'll see why. So this is Nicole's review on Goodreads. She gave it two stars. And she said, around page 188, I decided I simply must start writing this review to capture my evidence that a human woman did not write this book. It must have been an algorithm. Between many grammatical errors, misspelled words, and a litany of overworked metaphors that add nothing to the experience of reading this novel, I am convinced my theory on a bot being the true author is the only logical explanation. Let me just insert that when I first read this, I was like, I didn't see any grammatical errors or misspelled words. I didn't either. Below is my list of the most grievous offenses. Some mid-read thoughts, complete with page numbers if y'all want to follow along. I would personally recommend gouging your eyes out instead. Oh my goodness. Okay, chicks, this book was entertaining. Yeah. But, but, here we go. So on page 98, go ahead and turn to page 98. Okay. The sentence reads, Christina shook her here. H-E-A-R. 98. This has to be a typo, right? What does it say? Christina what? Christina shook her here. Oh. But I think it's supposed to be head. Yeah. I could understand that. And then the Nicole put, that has to be a typo, right? Disappointed to see this was published by Harper Collins, nonetheless. So when I read this and I turned to page 98, I was like, I was like, maybe she just got like a art copy and yeah. hers was messed up, but they like fixed it. But nope. Lo and behold, I turned to page 98 and it and says Christina it shook her here. H-E-A-R. And I, was I like, didn't even notice that. I either. didn't notice it. Because I knew it was supposed to say, hey, yeah. I literally did not notice any of these. Okay, here's the next one. Well, actually, these are some other things. How many times is she going to beat it over my head that the main characters are all broken in some way? Yes, we could all use therapy. Being cold and unemotional due to childhood trauma is not enough of a personality to carry a narrative. For characters who have many times overmentioned their intelligence and skill at verbal sparring, they are really bad at verbal sparring. My condolences to anyone who had this author as their trial attorney. Jesus. Oh. Let me just reiterate. Me and Lacey do not think this. This no. is Nicole's review no. on Goodreads. Yes. Because the author does say on her Insta she was an attorney. But it even says on the back of the oh, book. Oh, it does? Oh, yeah, you form- said that. You it's told a, me that. Yeah, it's a, pseudon- it's a pseudonym for a formal, former trial attorney and current award-winning romantic suspense author. And I, that's probably where some of this freaking came not from. Really, yeah. yeah, it was inspired yes. by... So next for Nicole, why does the word fidgeting appear in spades every time the investigators interviewing a witness or suspect? Does this author know how to use a thesaurus? Update, in the 200s, she diversified to flinching and shifting, too. Please tell me that the pseudonym is also concealing the author's gender. I refuse to believe that a woman would write the following in this year of our Lord 2020. This is the quote. Only a man would find solace in such flimsy excuses at a time like this. Women were programmed to fight to be believed. Ugh, so gender, Normie. Who the frick constructs a metaphor like that? It was almost as if he'd been emotionally running and had finally fallen. Um, I think that's a... 
this is Cameron talking. I think that's a perfectly good metaphor. It's what's it, wrong with it? It paints a visualization for the yeah. reader. Like <laughs> she's gonna fight to be believed. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, this one go to page one eighty nine because this one is trippy. And I had to read it like seven times. So this is the sentence that's on page 189. She turned the alarm system being back on for one reason. Nicole put, is not a proper sentence, right? Am I going crazy? Because think about that. She turned the alarm system being back on for one. (laughs) So it's like just cross out being. being, Yeah. So this is not on the author. This is on the editor. Yeah. Who edited this book? Yeah. Harper Collins. However much you are paying these people is too much because Lacey and I could do this for half the price. Probably. Although we didn't catch it. We didn't catch it, but that's we not did. my job. That, that wasn't my job. <laughs> that my, is true. My if job was, was my just job, to read the book. I would probably catch it. Um, and she goes on. I mean, I don't agree. I don't agree with the amount of stars she gave it. I'll give her the errors because, yes, I can see them right here in black and white. I'll yeah. give her that. I'll um, give her that. I didn't catch any of them while I was reading. No, I didn't either. None of them. And this is coming from Lacey, who thought Fifty Shades of Grey was absolute literary trash. Yeah. And good she story. didn't catch any of them. Good it. story, good characters, but the so, writing was awful. I thought the writing was fine. but I thought the writing was fine here, too. Um, would you want to read another book by this author? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely read another book by them. I think this is their only book, though, or their debut. Well, under the pseudonym. Oh. Do they have books in under their name? I would assume so, because current award-winning romantic suspense author, yeah, I assume so. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, we gotta find them. Um, did the reading, did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? I suspected so many people. Yeah. For moving Aaron's body. It, it literally changed. Purples. It changed every few chapters. Yes. At fr- like, I have, I have so many notes. But, I mean, I feel like that's probably the normal course an investigation Yeah, I think so, through. too. Because, they look at everyone mm-hmm. in their life and yeah. say, okay, who would benefit from this person's, person's death? That's what they do in this book. But look, look, I want you to look at, because this is my notes on my phone when I was reading. I want you to look how fast I suspected who it actually was. Chapter 15. <laughs> By chapter 15. Okay. So, <laughs> let's get into it, because I wrote a similar note on page 289. So, all of this boils down to, they find Aaron's body because they look at they finally look at the GPS on his car mm-hmm. which Lila's also like I wonder where the fuck this well, it's car the GPS is. on his phone because they found the phone in her manstress's house yes <laughs> her <laughs> manstress <laughs> yes and they they look at the car GPS with the phone or some shit yeah. I don't remember exactly what but I was like yeah I follow what they're doing so they find his car at this cabin, like, three hours, like, almost on the border of Canada. In the middle of nowhere. In like, the middle of nowhere. Some of these officers that grew up there didn't even know this place didn't existed. Didn't even know this place existed. It used to be, like, a campgrounds that was bought out, like, a long time ago. And now it's just, like, all fenced in in a lone cabin. And they said it's, like, so freaking secluded. No one would hear you scream. Nothing like that. So they're like, okay, well, who owns this place? And they're like, it's a it's a, sh- it's under it's a, a shell, shell company. Yeah. We have no idea. So 
they open up this like barn and they find Aaron's car and they're like, we got a car. So they open the car door and the smell and Jenny's like, we got a body and it's Aaron's body and he's been stabbed. Mm-hmm. And Lila's like, what the fuck? I didn't stab him. I just gassed him. But not only has he been stabbed, so he's then been they will, frozen before. Wait, 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 wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> because then they go into the cabin and find a woman's body tied to the bed. Yeah. And guess what? It's one of those missing women that the podcast has been talking about. So they're like, oh shit, Aaron killed this chick. But we don't know who killed Aaron because he's sitting here stabbed. So then, yes, Lacey is correct. The medical, Jenny's talking to the medical examiner. She's like, can we get a time of death? And the medical examiner's like, well, it's going to be a while. She's like, what do you mean a while? She's like, well, it's because he was frozen and then Bob. And she's like, I'm sorry. Come again. (laughs) So Aaron has been placed in a freezer. As was the the young woman that they found on the bed. And they could tell by stuff on their body that the young woman was in there first and Aaron was on top of her. And they think after he was thought out, he was stabbed. Because they know that he was stabbed after he died. They're like, the stab didn't kill him. So Lila's like, okay, so I did kill him. <laughs> Who the fuck took his body and Who stabbed him? Who moved his body and stabbed him and where's this girl coming from? So honestly, before this was revealed, when we just thought, because Lila was getting these notes, she thought it was Aaron. I kind of got some heavy Gone Girl vibes. Yeah. Because, you know, she's still alive. And Ben Affleck knows she's alive in Gone Girl. And he knows that she's fucking with him. And I kind of got that vibe in this book, too. Yeah. Just Um, taunting. Yes. And I was like, okay, so he played dead in the car or whatever. And then he's still alive. Also, I wrote down a few questions. Um, How did she move his dead body? It said at one point. It says that she put him in a comforter yeah. and dragged him to the car. I get that. But she could not lift him into an SUV. Dead weight. There's no way. Yeah. She could have got his body It would have taken. Car. She she must have been really that motivated. That bothered me. She might have been able to do it, but she would have had to have been really motivated. That really bothered me. Um, that put page 86. How the hell did she put his body into a car? And then update. <laughs> After it says she used the comforter. I still don't think she was capable of moving his body into an SUV no. by herself. Um, let's see. On page 174, we found out she was having an affair with Ryan. I said serious Gone Girl vibes. Because, you know, in the middle of the book, it's revealed that that he's having an affair yeah. in Gone Girl. So I put, is Aaron setting her up? Her lack of feelings have me definitely thinking she's a sociopath. Um, page 212, I put, it's becoming clearer and clearer that she just wanted to punish Aaron for being a child molester. All goes back to her dad. Mm-hmm. But, like, why put him through all this? Just yeah. send that video and be done with it. Like, send it to the cops. You know what I mean? But then it's like, as you read, it's because you she's like, he's going to get off and I want him, I want justice to yeah. be served. Well, and there's more to it. There's more to it. And then, so, they find Aaron's body. They find this chick. Well, then they start digging shit up in this cabin, and they find the other two chicks that have been missing, and then they find some other people, and they're like, okay, well, Aaron's a serial killer. Done. And then they're like, well, like, so all, blah, 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 blah. I'm getting way off track. All the while this investigation is happening, people have turned against Lila. They're standing outside of her house. They're calling her murderer. Bitch, they don't even da-da-da. know her. They don't even know her. But then when they find out that Aaron's probably a serial killer that has killed these missing women, it flips. They're like, you go, girl. Like, girl power. You took care of the trash. You know what? You know? Um, So even the cops are like, well, I don't really care who killed Aaron. Like, 
we've solved like a huge case. Like the FBI's been working on it, the state police have been working on it. Mm-hmm. This is like a huge bust, so they're like, we don't really care about Aaron. It's probably gonna get lost. But um, Aaron's brother's like, well, I care <laughs> about who killed. Like, you know, I want to know who killed him. Um. So, come to find out. Do you want to tell them? <sighs> Which part? <laughs> so it's revealed <clears throat> when they're looking at the autopsy of this girl that they found with Aaron that she had been forced to strip down and run naked several times because there were scabs on her feet. Yeah, it was all torn there was up. like cuts that they could. Yeah, tell there was cuts all over she her had body. Been running through the woods. Yeah, the rope that was used to tie her to the bed was also the rope that was used to hang her and strangle her and the whole mess. But come to find out. Aaron didn't kill any of these people. Oh, I mean, Aaron was in on it. He was in on it. But, Jared, but his, brother. his brother did it. Because they're a <laughs> team. And Aaron likes to rape them. And Jared likes to have them run for their life. And then kill them. Because he's sick. And come to find out, it goes all the way back to their childhood. <laughs> their dad taught them to do this. And let me just say. When I read that their dad was teaching these boys to do this. Two things popped into my mind. The first one being the movie Frailty. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And the second one being Dexter. Yes. Because and have you, you know all about Dexter. Frailty, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's over there. <laughs> okay. If you haven't seen Frailty, it's a freak, It's an old movie. So freaking good. Yes. Matthew McConaughey is telling this. The whole movie is him telling this detective what he's done. And basically his father, who was Bill Paxton, I think, was the actor that played him. The father told the sons, hey, God told me I need to kill this person because they're a sinner. So their whole childhood, they're killing people. So even after the dad's dead, Matthew McConaughey's taken over, and the whole movie is him confessing to this detective. And the detective's like, wow, I can't believe you told me all this. And he's like, yeah, because you're next on my list, because God told me what you did to your mom. And then he kills him. And I'm like, this is just like that movie, Frailty. I love Frailty, Darby Kane. Don't remember your real name. If you love that movie, Frailty too, let us know, because I freaking love that movie. But yeah, as soon as it was revealed... That the dad had been teaching them. I was like, this is just like that movie Frailty. But I see, I can't remember what they said happened to their dad. Was it their dad? No. He got hit. Oh, Jared. He started having like remorse. And it was, was talking. And Jared's like, uh-uh. And Jared ran him over. It, yeah. And it was the mom that they said was killed in an accidental hunting accident. Yes. That's what it was. And in reality, they, they let these rich people pay them to hunt their mom in the woods. Fucking sick, dude. These people are sick in the head. It's also like the movie Final Girl. I've never seen that movie. Bunch. It's a group of rich boys. They let a bunch of girls go in the woods and they hunt them down. Got it over there, too. I'm pretty sure that's the plot of, like, one of the Purge sequels. Yeah. Like, the rich people decide to start, like... Or maybe that's how The Purge started. I don't remember. It was like Ready or Not or something. Oh, I love there, Ready or so Not. There's so many that's movies. That's such a good movie. There's so many movies that are like that. Uh, okay, so back to our questions. Shit, I forgot why. We, I forgot what we were... We were talking about the ending. We were talking about the ending. Yeah. So you find out, because Jared tells Lila, and he ha- Okay, because they find out... I just keep like talking in circles tonight. It's all those... It's all the ponchos. Well, there's so many circles. In there's this so book. many circles, and it's so confusing. They find this jewelry on the girls, and apparently Jared would put a number on them, a bracelet. Charm bracelet, yeah. And so he had number 18 with him. When Lila goes 
she doesn't go to confront him. She goes to the cabin because she saw number 17 in one of the pictures at the police station. And she had seen those little charmed numbers in his desk, in Jared's desk. And that's when she's like, holy shit, I just figured it out. So she goes to the cabin. I don't remember why she goes to the cabin. Jared follows her. He has number 18 with him. He's like, it's up to you whether or not you're going to be number 18. You can either leave with me. We're going to start a new life somewhere because they think Aaron did it. They don't really care about anything else. Or if you're going to fight, I'm just going to go ahead and kill you. And so um, she kills him. And she tells the detectives, like, what, everything that he told her. So, you know, case closed. Um, but pretty much it. And she ends up inheriting all the money. Yes. Because Aaron inherited Aaron's money. And for some reason, Jared left all his money to her. And that was one of the things, that was another thing that you're like, wow, Aaron's an asshole. Because he told Lila, um, I'm leaving everything to my brother. You get the house and that's it. Yeah. And he didn't, he said he didn't believe in life insurance. No. He's like, the house and your law degree is enough for you to live on. Yeah. But he shunned her from that profession when they moved. Yeah, right. Men. Um, so, did we say what surprised you most about the book? No, we didn't. So That's what, what surprised me most. Is all the circles. And turns and, it is a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, because you find out, like... You think they're normal, and then something else pops up, and you're like, oh, they're wow. And they really are all fucked up. Yeah, they are all broken, like they say, you know? But, I mean, if that happened in my childhood, honestly, I would probably be the same way, too. Um, what surprised me most about the book? Probably the ending, because it kind of hints that maybe Lila knew how the money was going to go. Yeah, maybe that's why and she did, did it, it the way for, she did it. Exactly. Yeah. Did it the way she did it for a reason. It kind of hints at that. I don't know. Maybe if it was clearer to you, you can let us know. Um, how did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? It changed all throughout. It changed all throughout. Every time I suspected somebody <laughs> knew, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, my opinion of the book didn't change, but I'm glad we got an ending because, you know, sometimes they'll, like, leave it open. Ugh. I'm like, no, I need an ending, please. How do the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? If you could give the book a new title, what would it be? I think it's perfect. Yeah, I think it's perfect. Because they kept talking about her being a trophy wife and all yep. of that. Well, not just a trophy wife. Yep. Is this book overrated or underrated? I think it's under. Uh, let's see. On Goodreads. It has. It's loading. Loading. Still loading. <laughs> Four point zero six stars. I uh, think it is. Yeah, I think it's, it's about accurate. accurate. Did the book remind you of any other books, or is it an original idea? I mean, we've talked about the movie. Yeah, we've talked about all the Gone Girl. We've talked about all the yeah. influences. I mean, that this genre is. They're all intersecting. That's just how it is. It's just how it is. Not, and, you're not going to have an original yeah. idea with like a murder no. mystery. And like the this. author being a former trial attorney, That's I'm pretty badass. sure that Mr. and Mrs. Kane has seen all this shit or seen parts of this shit. Yeah. An actual person. Yeah, I think that's cool to have that knowledge because I think it definitely added. It did. It did add. For reals. Um, how did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? I don't ever remember. It's all of reading it again. <laughs> and then I remember. She can't stop yawning. I'm sorry, guys. Would you it's ever consider rereading this book? I would reread it. I don't reread. 
Are there lingering questions or plot holes from this book you're still thinking about? Let me go through my notes and make sure. <sighs> okay, one thing that bothered me <laughs> was that the principal didn't know anything about what was going on. Aaron and all of his students. How do you not know? And I know they said that, well, he's the principal. They don't really talk to me, but I hear gossip. You hear gossip. Yeah. So that's enough for you well, maybe to those girls didn't expand talk. on. They talked because it even said that the one that came in to the police station to testify or the witness, they called her the witness, um, that she knew the other girls because they all gossiped about it. Uh, and that's yeah, how, how she knew that there was know. one that was still in love with Aaron, even after what he did and all that, you know? Yeah. And then they, Jared tries to, Jared like plants some child porn on the principal's computer, but Lila clears that up for him. But yeah, I agree with you. How did he not know about that? Yeah. It sounded like it was kind of a small town too. And it was his best friend. And it was his best friend. Yeah. And he had to check on his employment from his past school, which we know he probably yeah. did that too. Oh, I remember why I went in that big circle because you said on chapter 15, you wrote down who yeah. it was. So on page 289, I said, whoever took Karen Blue took Aaron's body to frame him. So, which was correct. Yeah. Um, but I wrote down page 269. Let's talk about Jenny and Pete. They're the investigators. They're like the worst interrogators to me. They seem Pete the worst. is. But also because Lila is probably a little different, a little harder yeah. egg to crack. Um, so maybe those normal techniques wouldn't have worked on her. But they don't really have like a routine. They don't seem to work. No, they don't. Usually there's a good cop. There's a bad cop. Yeah. Um, maybe because they knew she knew the stick, they were just like, we'll just ask her, I guess. It just didn't seem like they had good chemistry as interrogators. No. I think we could have done without Pete. Yeah, well, he saves Lila at the end. He does. Well, he walks in on her killing Jared. Yeah. But yeah, his character probably could have been combined into Jenny. Yeah, Jenny could have just found her. Um, I would agree with that. Maybe. Oh, and there's a whole other character we didn't mention, Tobias, which is Lila's friend friend. from law school that comes to defend her, which he didn't really do anything either we could have done without him no yeah i guess it just she well he kind of had to be there yeah because she had he had she had to have somebody to fill her to stop her from answering stupid questions which she starts to do oh my god you want to hear something funny totally unrelated what (laughs) so there's this filter on instagram where you can make your hair any color you want so i i took a picture of myself with purple hair and I sent it to Steve, and I said, so Lacey and I did a thing. <laughs> he uh, wrote back, oh my god. And he put, I like it. And I said, you do? And he said, yeah, why not? It will wash out, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> what should I say? Uh, no, it's permanent. But it would have washed out, but we bleached it first. <laughs> we'll say, well, we bleached it first. We're so sorry. We put Steve Food Ringer all the time. Lacey had all of the supply, so we were like, why not? <laughs> he said, liar. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> okay, let better. me use the filter and take a picture of it right now and be like, <laughs> she knows better. Uh, okay, elevator music. Okay, um, I want to make sure I cover all of my notes. We didn't do who we would cast. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't give any type of physical description. No, of these it people. really doesn't. And I only did. I only did Jenny, Aaron, Jared, and okay. Lila. Who'd you get? 
So, for Jenny, Miss Viola Davis. Oh, wait. How to get away with murder. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's a good one. I just feel like she could play the detective well, Mm -hmm. since she's played a lawyer well. So, for Erin, I've got... This could go either way. I couldn't decide which way I wanted to go with it. Uh, for for Aaron, I picked Robbie Amell. Who's that? Oh, Arrow. That's Stephen Amell, which I picked for Jared. Oh, well, who's the so that's Lebron. his brother in real life? Yeah, Lebron. Who's the other one from? You'd know him. Temporary pauses. Uh, he was on. Um, did you ever watch? So Steve's the my era. babysitter. Yeah, okay. Stephen and Ellis in the era. Did you ever watch like my babysitter's a killer or my babysitter's? I don't no. know. It's on Netflix. No. He was in that. He was in a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm trying to remember. He was in The Duff. He was in The Flash. Robbie Yeah, he does look familiar. Well, they're brothers? They're brothers. They don't really look alike. Yeah. Interesting. They might actually be cousins, but they're in the same family. Okay. Yeah, that would work. So, yeah. I figured them for the brothers. Okay. And then Blake Lively for Lila. Yes, very beautiful. But wait, 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 wait. Lila's supposed to be a brunette. Is she? Because Blake can dye her hair. Does she? That's true. <laughs> because all the girls are brunettes, remember? That's right. And one of the school girls was blonde. And she's like, well, Aaron couldn't have done this because he likes, like, the school, all the school girls looked the same or some shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't cast the movie. But I agree with That's your surprising. casting. I know. Um. You know, Minka Kelly would make a good Lila. Mm. Mm-hmm. Really, really she pretty. Kind of like dead behind the eyes. <laughs> I hate to say that. The blank look. Uh, one-dimensional, I guess yeah. is what she would say. Um, the good old cold shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, I like those. Those are good. So, we have a review from Mickey. Uh, she goes by she, her pronouns. So, we connected on Instagram and I was like, hey, send me your review. But then I couldn't read it because I hadn't finished the book. And she was like, yeah, do not read my review until you finish it. <laughs> so let me read her review and then we'll see, you know, if we're kind of on the same page with her. Um, so this is from Mickey. Her Instagram is at never without my book. I could not get on board the pretty little wife hype train. The jumping timeline in the beginning was too much for me. Just when I found my reading groove, we would jump forward or backward in time. I'm all for a story told with dual timelines, but I had such a hard time getting into the rhythm of this story, I almost gave up at that point. Then everything started to fall into place. I found my rhythm, and I was committed to finishing. Red herrings can be an effective storytelling device, but honestly, a story can only have so many red herrings before a person gets red herring fatigue. And yes, that is a thing. The first few, ooh, I bet it's them, are exciting and fun, but by the end, I was over it. When I finished the book, I had whiplash from all of the misdirection. I really thought the whole thing could have been tightened up, and many of the extra... 
hold up, extraneous, am I saying that right? Yeah. Characters. My bad. I have a list, and I don't know how to say things. Uh, I really uh, could have been tight. And many of the extraneous characters deleted. See my red herring complaint. I think this book did try to send a message of women empowerment, even if some of that power came in the form of murder, as many of the key characters were women. Lila, Jenny, Nia, the podcast host. Lila's friends who checked up on her and supported her, but it felt like a bit of an afterthought to me. If suspense, thrillers, and mysteries are your thing, give this book a try. It was just okay for me. It was fine. There were moments of suspense and surprise, but I think a little editing would have made it much better. So, you said the same thing about the timeline. Yeah. The jumping back and forth. Mm -hmm. I would agree that with the timeline and all of the characters, it was a bit much. Um, The red herrings, and if you don't know what a red herring is, it is something, especially a clue, that is or is intended to be misleading or distracting. Also used in, like, true crime a lot. They talk about red herrings. I don't think there was too many red herrings at all, because that's just what keeps you guessing and keeps you page-turning. But I think she also meant, like, the char- all the extra characters. Yeah, that's, that I could get on board with, but because there was two or three that could have been easily cut. Easily. Yeah, I mean, you could have... Maybe you could have done without the neighbor. You could have done without the real estate agent in the office. You could have done without. Well, I think the neighbor and the real and her boss at the real at the realty realtor's office. What the hell am I trying to say? Whatever, wherever she worked, I think it was trying to show her humanity a little bit, and I that some it. people gotcha. are yeah. relating to her, yeah. and she's not cold like everyone thinks she is. And maybe more of that female empowerment. I do agree that it kind of felt like an afterthought. But they could have done it in a different way. They could have, like, instead of them being in the story more, they could have just gone to an interview at one point with one of them and been like, oh, well, this is her boss, and, you know, interviewed them. Maybe not all the back and forth. But. Yeah. So I do do agree with the red herring fatigue. Um, I agreed with that before I even read Mickey, before I read your review. I was like, yeah, this is kind of a tiring book. Um, I hate that it was just okay for you because I, I really did enjoy I still it. Really it was more than it. okay for me. I yeah. liked it. I would read another book by this author. I would recommend this book. Um, but I also really like true crime and Mickey, I would yeah, like to know I if do you do too, because maybe that's, maybe the, that's the holdup. Yeah. Cause I love, like, I'm all about murder shows and mm-hmm. the other day I turned off the news and turned on a Ted Bundy documentary <laughs> just to relax. Like, that's how I wind down. The, I mean, the timeline, I can understand maybe it being a bit much, but I don't think it's as bad to us because we've read some shitty Dude, timelines we've read lately. some shitty timelines. So this is like a godsend compared and to those. it was back and forth, but it did give us important information. Yeah. Into Lila's background, into her psychology, into what happened between her and the way she is, into what happened. It was definitely needed. It wasn't just like useless information going back and forth. Could it have been set up better? Yes, Yes. absolutely, it could have been. I think maybe like the first half, or maybe not even the first half, maybe the first however many chapters could have been from the previous timeline of what she found out about Aaron, what happened without giving so much of it away. And then maybe gone back later on, but could they have condensed these characters? Yes, Yes, absolutely. A ton of these characters could have been condensed. We didn't need half of them. No. Um, we didn't even need all the thoughts from all of them that came into play. Very true. Um, yep. That's, I'm just checking my notes and make sure I brought up everything. 
So overall, we liked this book. Mm-hmm. We yeah. did like it. Good pick, yes. Lacey. Oh. So, thank you, Mickey, for sending that in. Thank you, Mickey. Um, let me check our Instagram messages and make sure no one said anything else. Do you have any comments, suggestions, reviews? Let us know. Two bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com. Two bookworms, one podcast. Oh, shit. I forgot the author of this book did. That it, she didn't. Um, sh- there are no pronouns. They did not. They reposted a pic that we posted. And I said, we can't wait to read and discuss this. And they said, thank you. So their real name is Helen K. Diamond. No D at the end of Diamond. Writes thrillers as Darby Kane, writes romance as Helen K. Diamond. So they are aware of our little show. I want a Helen K. Diamond. Have you read some? No, but I'm going to write that down because I would be interested in maybe reading one of her romances to see how it's different. So for February, Lacey and I kind of talked about what we wanted to do and we decided that we would do one like rom-com and one smutty book and so yep. i got charged with picking the rom-com lacy's gonna pick the smut oh, so i I did pick the next book so we'll go ahead and announce it here so lacy doesn't even know what this is are you ready i'm ready so here it is the dating plan oh. by sarah desai did i say that right d-e-s-a-s Design? Design. Yeah, I would say design. Um, it's the cover is beautiful. Look it at is that beautiful. cover. It's like purple. It's perfect for Valentine's Day because these are going to be our February reads. So if you want to send us any rom coms that you like, or maybe suggest some smutty books for Lacey to pick, send them to us. Instagram two bookworms one podcast. Email two bookworms one podcast at gmail dot com. I have been checking the email more regularly, so I am getting your emails. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so The Dating Plan is our next book. Send us your review, questions, grievances, whatever you want. Send them. Anything else? Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Cameron here. We actually realized after we finished recording that... The book that we had selected, The Dating Plan, does not come out until March. So we realized that wasn't going to work when Lacey went to order it on Amazon. So we're changing the book pick. Um, Our current book is going to be The Duke and I by Julia Quinn. Yes, the Bridgerton book. So we're really excited. So you have two weeks to order that and we'll make sure to announce it on our Instagram as well. Thanks, guys. Little, say bye. Yeah.